0: And on the 29th day, Eve took Adam's hand as they stood blinking in the sun. They looked at the land spread out before them as the wind chased those clouds across the plains. Eve turned to Adam, looked him deep in the eyes and said, garden was small. Fancy a margarita? This is the 29th day. The age of gods, gurus, priests and bad mothers is coming to an end. And as we stand on the brink, adult orphans... We could be looking for someone to take their place. Anyone to take away this massive sense of space. But maybe, just maybe, you can notice that little voice saying, What if I can actually be me now? I wonder who I am. Is there actually anything there at all? we've killed the gods. We're the gods now. So how do you step into being a god? This podcast exists to explore this. I don't have the answers. You have the answers. So let's go play. My name's Jessica Summers. Welcome to the podcast, The 29th Day. And today, and maybe it's overdue, I'd like to talk about my story. And I would say that every life, mine, yours, anybody's life, has got a myriad of versions that can be told I know some of you listening are in a meaningful business, a business where you're serving others and actually your story is really valuable but I've really struggled to tell my story in the past. Um, What is that about? Maybe you have too. It's an unwillingness really to acknowledge the greatness of us and I don't mean this from... I'm better than anyone else, which is what we usually go to when we talk about the greatness of us. It actually means acknowledging what's uniquely different about us, what unique experiences we've learned from, we've overcome to become who we are today. And so I haven't prepared this and I'm finding more and more I don't want to prepare what I'm going to say, because when we prepare what we're going to say, the mind comes into play. So I'm just going to take a moment now to really explore where I am right now. Perhaps you'd like to do the same. And where I am geographically right now is a country called Montenegro. And some people think it's in South America. I actually didn't know where it was uh, when my friend first moved here three years ago. Uh, my friend who's an amazing facilitator, Fiona Kutz, she moved here three years ago and she didn't intend to stay here. She got kind of stuck during lockdown and loved it. And when the world stopped in March 2020, we sat in the garden, me and my husband... And my freaked out daughter looking at this endless blue sky that appeared every day. And of course we could see plane trails across the sky. And i have been told nobody was allowed to travel. Um, but I could see these planes and we had a, a plane app so we could see where they were flying to. Azerbaijan strikes me now that we noticed. And I felt really angry I really don't like being locked up anyway Um, yeah you might say who does but um, I've kicked in doors before now when people have tried to lock me in so it has a particular effect on me and we sat there on we had some lovely garden furniture which we've now sold and we looked up at the sky at these plane trails and I kind of made a decision in myself the decision I made was, and we talked about it, I said, when this is over, if this is over, I'm not just going to be me stuck on an island anymore. I'm going to really live. I'm going to choose life. For me, this meant moving to another country, and I had no idea where. We talked about Mexico. We talked with a friend about moving to Thailand, um, Belize, Vietnam, Many different places, we had no idea. And to be honest, it was just talk. But there was something about that choice that I made that was very real. And when you make a choice, a deep choice from a deep desire. Then something begins to happen, something comes into play. That is larger than yourself. It is, in my experience, connected to the planet. It's a planetary force and we don't need to go our heads about what it is. All I know is I could feel in my body, I could perceive these sensations of when to move, what to do next. There wasn't any deliberation and I I think more and more of us are experiencing this now. We We don't have to think, we just know what to do next. There's like A religion without religion, where we're trusting something greater and it's just happening naturally. And if this isn't you, then maybe you can try this out by choosing something. So I made this choice and and this is really important how I did this because people think that we create our lives from something else. Usually we think we create our lives from money. We have the money to do something. This is like the biggest lie. And I used to be the same. I used to think this. It's actually really our choice that creates our life. So I made this choice and I did nothing about it. Nothing at all. But I have made the choice. In fact, I even did things that would appear to be the opposite of this choice. So our kitchen, we spent like quite a bit of money on having um, like a dining area built and I started decorating the house and I filled it with love and I really committed to my home in a way that I never have before. This is also key. When you're making a big choice for something beyond your current reality, this is what nobody tells you. You have to commit to your present fully. Commit fully to where you are with your whole heart. Really live it, really choose it. Because when you really choose it, you know that you created it. Okay, it's massive. You know you created your life. And if you created that, you can create something else. We're not going into the past as to like, well, if I created that, did I create this? Just let it go. Just claim your present now. I'm really commit to it and I don't know what commitment to your present looks like for you. For me this time it looked like really pouring love into my house, really choosing to live in that moment in that place. And then the following year so this will be about a year later. Maybe a bit less maybe February 2021. My husband said, "Ah, your mom and dad they they're always talking about how things were better in France and I don't think they're happy here and I think they'd be much happier in France. I'd be much happier in France. If I were them, I'd sell their house and I would go and buy something cheaper in France and then I'd just start living the life I wanted. And then something like... Ding! Okay then, well, why don't you do that? And that's how it began, because we realised that we had absolutely nothing stopping us from doing that. And I was actually able to have conversations with him because I'd stopped making him a reason why I couldn't move to another country. Now, let me explain this about my desire to move to another country, because this is really important about desire. It wasn't I want to move to another country, I want to experience a hot climate, I want this, I want that, I'm really excited about this, oh I wish I had this in my life, it was as if something was pushing me, and I'd experienced this push my whole life, and I'd really, I'd buried it, I'd fought it, you know, and it wasn't like a want, now I talked about this in the last podcast, it wasn't a want, It was, I require this for my growth. And when I talk about desire, this is what I'm talking about. I require this for my growth to expand, to step into all that I can be, but also to share of myself with more people, to share of myself with the world, and to let go of the little personal me, which wants to kind of keep the walls up, keep me safe. Um, So if you are playing with the concept of desire try to begin to excavate what is that thing it's usually something we're avoiding and afraid of our desire the thing that will create a bigger life for us and will kind of give us all the bits that we want the pots and pans i call them they come after so they come after following this big thing with faith with no guarantees and there were no guarantees for us so in march we really began to explore well if we could go anything in the world and there's nothing if we can go anywhere in the world and there's nothing stopping us where would we go and we began to research various countries and i remember we had a weekend away it was still just a dream at this time you know um We had a weekend away in sunny Fleetwood near Blackpool. Just me and my husband. And then we really began to try on for size. Okay, let's join these Facebook groups in these places. Let's explore. So it really began to become real by then. And I often liken this time up until when we left the UK. (coughs) As... A pregnancy? In the beginning, it's a very delicate idea. And it was one I wasn't ready to share. I wasn't ready to share with people. This is our idea. Because to be quite honest, I mean, they did this later anyway. But they would have said you're crazy or oh great idea why don't you try this because it's easy for people to say that when it's not them so we kept this tiny flame of an idea secret and nurtured it between us we couldn't tell anybody we couldn't tell my daughter Um, and we began to gradually grow this concept of living abroad and I don't remember exactly when we chose that it was going to be Montenegro and in fact when we did tell my mother who was horrified I don't think we were 100% clear that it was going to be Montenegro then we talked about visiting perhaps for a week this never happened we'd never been there I didn't know where it was I didn't even know what language they spoke. And we really laughed when our friends said, oh, they speak Montenegrin. It's actually Serbian. Um, But by the end of May, middle of May, we'd had someone to photograph the house. We'd gone through the process. Um, We were there, apart from putting the house, on the market. So the 1st of June, we put the house on the market. And again, that was really like the birth. Maybe when you get to six months and you realise this thing has to happen. There's no going back. Now, I want to make this clear. We didn't have pots of money when we chose this. It's really important because I don't want you to think that there's something different or special about me. There's lots different and special about me. Same as there's lots different and special about you, but not in the way you might think. We had a 50% share in our home and we didn't live in a massive house. So we put the house on the market and it sold in the first week. As it turned out, the money didn't arrive until the first uh, 10th of December. Okay, So we had to wait six months for that money to arrive. But from that moment we began to empty the house we gave most of it away in order to ensure that the house was empty for a handover at the beginning of September. And we booked our tickets, and I'll never forget that feeling of booking the ferry tickets, booking the accommodation on the way down to Montenegro because we were driving. Choosing what we would keep. And it's strange, revisiting this, I can feel this sort of emotion growing of how strange and how hard it was, like a grieving, saying goodbye to everything in our lives. And basically we took what we could fit in our car. My daughter didn't want to go. My mum didn't want us to go. Very few people wanted us to go. uh, And I'm so grateful to the ones who did. And the 26th of August, we drove to an overnight ferry from Hull to Rotterdam, and then over three days made our way down to Montenegro, where we stayed in different Airbnb accommodations down the coast to try and decide where we would like to settle. And... During that time, it was like being a baby and being a mother, a new mother at the same time. Montenegro is so alien in so many small ways, many similarities but so many differences. Uh, What happens with the rubbish? Uh, What shops this is in? How to ask for something? The language is incredibly difficult. And we would find that we would go out to do something simple, like buy some beers and some food. And we would come back utterly drained and exhausted because our neurons were firing at such rapid rates, taking in all of this information. Um, Just a simple thing was absolutely exhausting. So it was like being a baby, learning language for the first time. And not just language, but learning about the world and taking in all this information. And then the other thing was, there was a loss of sense of self. Because not many people will just do that, just sell everything and then step into a new life. I don't think I knew what it would ask of me. I don't think I knew what it would entail. Uh, If I had known, uh, it would have terrified me. And then we had the guilt about our daughter, about not having all the answers for her. So there was also the not good enough mother um, and that loss of self that new mothers have. And that began our life here. And when we got on the ferry to come here, the overnight ferry, we walked towards our cabin and we booked a standard cabin. And I remember we had our hand on the door and it had a plaque on the door and I thought "This this can't be our cabin, it's not a standard cabin. And we opened the door and all the lights were off. And so we flicked the switch and we'd been given like a suite with a free minibar, robes, beautifully toweled bathroom. It was like some cosmic mistake. And we were too nervous. It had a double bed in it and Alona had a bed. And we were too nervous to even drink anything out the minibar knowing we had a 16-hour drive the next day. But I remember thinking, oh, this is like some acknowledgement of our choice. This is how it's going to be from now on. And and I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, no, that was not how it was going to be. Basically, choosing this big thing to move abroad. For me, I have, I'm quite open about this. I've very tightly controlled all of my life. I'm on the autistic spectrum, but I don't really make that part of my identity. But I only say this to give you a concept that I've controlled all of my relationships. I've controlled all of my life. I lived in the same town till I was 44. Um, So when I chose this, I didn't realize it, but I was basically choosing to lean into everything that I had chosen to control in my life, which was actually everything I'd put in place to stop me being everything that I can be. So I didn't know what story I was going to tell here. But I think this story in particular, this recent story of my birth into a new life, really illustrates why I'm choosing the work that I'm doing, which is to really support I'm going to say empaths, people with imposter syndrome, uh, like healers, uh, spiritual people, um, and I'm just saying things here. Basically, this is all people that have a sensitivity, in it, a sensitivity and awareness of energy, and. I, I have become aware since I've made these big choices, many more big choices have been presented to me. And that's also how it works. It's not like, oh, great, I made a big choice. Now I can enjoy it. That's what I thought would happen. <laughs> I'm to be on a beach. I don't really like beaches, like swimming, but not beaches. Um, and, you know, I've made this big choice. Now I can enjoy life. It's like, no, I made the big choice. Now there's a load more big choices to come and The big choice that I made was to serve. This doesn't mean doing things for nothing. It doesn't mean being a monk or a nun. I think we've all got past lives with that kind of shit going on. It means that I will continue putting myself at this creative edge of vulnerability and letting go of my shit in order to um, show other people that they can let go of their shit. That people who are controlling their relationships, which I did, Only choosing to be friends with a small number of people. And I know with empaths there's this thing that um, you need to limit who you're friends with so that they don't drain you. And yeah, boundaries are important. But I think my role is really to show you, you can deal with anything. Anything you choose to lean into will change. It will cease to have power over you. Um... I was a birth educator and I think for me the biggest um aha moment that I had was when I realized that what I could tell women that would change their birth experience was you have to choose your birth. Most women are like oh this is just happening to me I've got to find a way through it it's like no you have to actively choose what's going on in your life okay the birth energy is just the earth, <laughs> the be earth. Birth is be earth. OK, it's a creative energy and it runs through absolutely everything. OK, so this is about me creating true grip, which is showing that with. I'm hesitating here because I don't want to say support. There's nothing patronizing about true grip. It's a place where um, people who are incredibly aware and so have failed to lean into things can come together and lean into whatever has been stopping them up to now. And there's something about the hive mind, the hive energy that changes it and makes it possible for us to become more and to change. And I want you to know that if I can do this You can do anything. Really. I was and still am that controlling. I have to choose every single moment uh, to be something different. I don't choose not to be that. I choose to be something different or I choose something different. I hope my story has given you some concept of what's possible. Uh, Because the strange thing is, since I've come here, I uh, automatically have avoided showing the pictures of palm trees. And when I do that, the palm trees and the sea, which isn't what floats my boat anyway, uh, I feel like a fraud and a phony because I'm supposed to be like those digital nomads having my ties on the beach. And that's not my thing. And just because I'm here... There's something about the Mai Tai on the beach, digital nomad. It's like, oh, kind of creation's ended there. Uh, I'm asking for much more now. And I would just like to remind you that when you make a big choice like that, whatever the choices you're considering making, when you make a big choice like that, be open to the fact that what happens when you make a big choice is that you become more. And you're able to then choose more and bigger, more expansive things that you couldn't choose before. That is the purpose of choosing. So you can choose much, much more. It's not an ending. It's not a destination. I am fast making peace with the fact that there is never a destination. There is only an unfolding. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Thank you for listening to my story. I would love to hear your comments and I would love to hear about what you are not struggling to choose, but what is it you are afraid of that you can lean into that will change your life? Let me know. You've been listening to the 29th day podcast with Jessica Summers. Everything I do is designed to create more freedom. Freedom from programming, freedom from attachments, and freedom to be you, the magnificent you. There's so much to support you on my website at www.jessicasummershypnogenics.com. We need you now. Is it time to step up? And if you've enjoyed the 29th Day Podcast, please review and share. Do your bit to spread the word that we have everything we can possibly need to change the planet and step into all of us right here within us. Be brave, be vulnerable, be as great as you are.